Shirt Show. All right, let's go. Shirt Show! Hey there, birthday boy. Dude, it's fucking chaos here right now. Because, <laughs> like, I know you have a lot going on. And then mm. throw in a birthday. Exactly. People are showing up and, like, wish me happy. Like, I, I feel bad, but I just totally fucking blew my mom off. <laughs> I mean, she, like, she showed did. Up at, she showed up at 11 a.m. And she's, like, like, the person you shouldn't blow off on your birthday. The only person. Yeah. I was supposed to be on with you at 11. My mom showed up at 11 and had like, she made like a dirt cake and had like presents. And I was like, mm. thanks. I got to go. And like shoved her out of the way. What's a dirt cake? You ever had dirt cake before? Maybe. I don't know. What's maybe you call it. I don't know how to describe it. It's like, uh, you ever seen where they, it's like crushed Oreos and mm. something else. It's like makes like a kind of like a pudding pie cake kind of thing. And people put like gummy worms on top. So it looks like dirt, like. Because the top okay, is all like crushed, like the cookies of Oreos. Oh, uh, okay. And then you put stuff in it to make it look like dirt. So a lot of people bake it, or they don't bake it at all, but like you make it in like a, uh, like a planning pot. Oh. And then you put like dirt and stuff, or like, yeah, you put actual dirt in it. No, you put like oh. fucking gummy worms and shit in it to make it look like yeah, dirt. Yeah. Okay. Well, that sounds amazing. Yeah, that's good. My mom uh, always makes it. Dude, literally everybody here brought me food for my birthday. Like every person here baked me something. There's like pies and fucking uh, apple crisp and like donuts. And there's like, I'm like, you guys all just think I'm this fucking fat fuck and I need all this food. (laughs) I think it's, I think it's like when you get a certain age, you know, like what do you get somebody that has everything, you know? And so especially now, that's the the truth of it is that I'm that guy where like, if I want anything in life, I just go get it and I buy it or whatever. So like buying me a gift sucks. Mm -hmm. Including a laser, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. So I have a laser here today. Yeah. Cause I was going to get you that for your birthday. I was like, you know, laser or a boo basket, which is sitting somewhere in your office. It's right here across from me. Yeah. And I didn't bring it near me. So now I got to get up and get it. Well, there's a lot of good stuff in there that have. All right. Hold on. I'll get it. Hold on. Give me a second. Okay. Okay. Kevin, uh, I told Kevin to be, cause he's here right now. Uh, We've been Mm -hmm. hanging out for the last couple of days. I told him to hop in for this, but right now they're like right in the middle of trying to figure out some file situations. So I don't know if he's going to make it or not, but he's here. We've been broing it out for a couple of days. All right, hold on. Hey, Kevin's here. Hey, Kev. Squat. (laughs) Hey, buddy. Hey there. Where's my laser? Hey, buddy. We're going to be get real close and into Uh-oh. <laughs> Here we go. Mm, hey. There he is. Can you hear my voice? Is it oh, it's soothing? Sexy. Oh, yeah. It's soothing. <laughs> so sexy and soothing. Um, oh, yeah, I, in here. I got um, I got Big D over there, or Little D, I like to call him when we're just hanging out. Mm-hmm. Um, I got Depends him. on the hand size. <laughs> I got him some, uh, some uh, I got him a boo basket, you know, it's sitting over there. And it has fragile stickers all over it, just like his feelings, right? Right. Um, all right. I'm going to fucking drop everything. Here, Kevin, you hold this and pull the things out. 
We're too mm. intimate over here. Wow, this is great video. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. For those right, of you watching, hey, hey boo on top. <laughs> and while I think it's oh yeah, oh, yeah. A little throw blanket. Look so, at that! How how cozy that's going to be. It's a good color too. So if I am not mm -hmm. wearing pants, then no skin marks. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's perfect. You should get Kev a chair. Like, how rude are you? Is he just going to supposed to he just? He has a great ass. He doesn't need a chair. Yeah, get him a little chair. What do we got there? Is that lube? Oh some yeah, good, some good fellow body lotion. <laughs> I mean, everybody needs that, you know. And what am I? Are you, do you do you think I'm a late thirties? A fucking housewife uh basically you are basically <laughs> you are hey there. hand towels that say hey boo on them yep you got a blanket you got lotion you got some hand towels <laughs> you know where this is going <laughs> I got uh, candles oh well that's a like a little candle? pail that you can do i thought i liked it because it looked like it was from van can, this, can i use this can I, can I use this as my spitter <laughs> Is it big enough? Handle okay, what do we got? Oh, a little soap. Soap? Is your dirty? Mm -hmm. You think I'm fucking dirty? Really well, you know, you gotta gotta get the get what is this? Clean. Pumpkin ice cubes. Pumpkin, pumpkin. Yeah. Pumpkin. That one was more Joanne than me. She said he's gonna love this, and I thought if he doesn't like it, his kids will. We'll use it for Jello shots, Joanne. Okay. What is that? I don't know about this one. Duncan. That's a little. That's yeah, look at that. Ice graham crackers. I mean, Goldfish. you know, it's it's fall, and I know you how how you love the pumpkin spice. Dude, this is such upsetting. Kev, York can you hear me? Stuff. Can you hear? He can't. He can't. Donuts. Oh, look at that. Donuts. More food. Pumpkin. Thanks. And that a wicker sucks. basket. Well, yeah, you got the basket. You put it all in there, and you're good okay, to go. Hey, let's put all this in the basket. Mm hmm. Thanks, babe. Appreciate yeah. you. Yeah. You're the best. Tell Joanne it's, I said um, I love her. It's better than a laser, really, because it's... This is probably going to get the most use, honestly, out of everything. It'll be gone by tomorrow, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> me, me and Kevin will be moisturized. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, I didn't know he was going to be there, but it just works yeah. out. Okay, yeah, get in there. Put the other one in your... Other oh, yeah, that makes sense. That's the only science. Now you can hear. It's good that you have somebody smart there to help you. Yeah, Kevin's way fucking smarter than me. Um, Headphones are hard. Yeah, so hey, hey. Did you ever, when you first started making screens, like your very first 10 screens, let's say, did you ever think that you would have a machine, like a laser that made your screens? No. 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 Yeah. close. <laughs> Like that wasn't even a even a thought or even a possibility. Like I might I'm gonna have a laser someday to make this shit. No. I'm pretty sure that's the same answer anybody would give you that's been doing it mm. for as long as any of us have. Mm -hmm. True. Yeah, we get that mic were, a little closer. We were discussing yesterday how uh like keeping a exposure unit for post exposed, and I was like, Oh, I could go get my old, old exposure unit that i have that has like daylight bulbs in it and shit and then it made me think of like how we used to do films out of like the old epson printer and everything and then, mm -hmm. you know then we went to the eye image and had that for forever and now we're shooting laser beams yeah i started um personally started with casey's vellum um uh, through a laser printer on a diy um, light table that was exposure that was just terrible that it was 
I had take some, I took some ballasts, you know, from some shop lights or whatever. Yeah, that's basically and, what this is. It's got like daylight bulbs from Home Depot in it. Well, I didn't even have daylight bulbs. Do you mean like UV daylight bulbs or just bulbs that are won't really expose the screen in the ne- like 20 no, minutes or something? U- they were UV bulbs. Okay, I didn't even have that. I didn't know, <laughs> you know, but I figured it out one day, one day, 10 years later or whatever. But hey, congrats. I know that's a big deal. And I think it's the biggest deal of all is just to graduate from ink on screens, because I think that mm. that's a challenge, you know, and it, it does. Yes, you can make a lot of screens and you can make good screens, but it's just such a challenge, you know, every single day, day in and day out. Well, so the funny thing is, is we remember going from film to the eye image and then we did i told the story before but we did like i think it was like a, some horror guy's face or whatever and it had like a a bunch of half tones in it and then we printed it like a week later on the cts and we were like oh my god like the mm-hmm. amount of detail we're getting out of this is amazing and then yesterday kevin was doing uh like burn tests to mm-hmm. see like exposure times and stuff and even the first one was what underexposed but yeah, even, the first one was a but even looking under a loop, we were like, these fucking lines and half tones are perfect, like mm-hmm. literally perfect circles. Yeah, I like, can't wait till you make your a screen that just says like volunteer and like Helvetica mm-hmm. on that laser. It's going to be dope. It definitely is. It's going to have <laughs> such crisp edges. Yeah, I mean, those lines and those corners. <laughs> Right. I mean, we can make that font super tiny, though, yeah, so yeah. it could be like volunteer mm. and you wouldn't even see it. It'd be so small until you put a loop on it. Mm. OK, nice. Nice. Yeah, it's awesome, though. I mean, there's mm. a lot of benefits to it, though, like the line and the, the dots, but also like my darkroom has so much more room in it now. Because it's more vertical than it is, yeah. I guess. Well, ours is, too. You know, we ch- so when we went we went from the eye image to our our wax, our doubted it. We gained all that space just like you. It's it is, and well, and then you gain the light the table or the exposure unit. unit. Yeah. yeah, wow, that's that's even more. So I said, so it was it was nice. The funny thing was, is uh, I you know you know this. We talk all the time about how like when you get equipment delivered, you're like high anxiety because like mm. the truck and like getting a forklift and like all this other stuff. So maybe the truck came, called the guy next door for the forklift. Like that was all flawless. Like they came, got it. Like surprisingly, came off the truck easy got it in the building pretty easy and then me and bill are here and we're like all right let's start like uncrating everything and whatever get it like uncrated and then it's got this like it was that was something too like bill was talking about it was super well created and on the outside of the crate they have tools to take the crate apart Hmm. which i've never seen before and i was like holy shit that's awesome so it's like one of those shitty allen wrenches that are like this big it was like an allen wrench but it was like a y yeah. And then they had the bit for like the drill, but oh. like you could just take bolts out of the bottom of the crate and then the whole top of the crate picks up off of it. Yeah. Like no crowbars, no like busting it apart or using sawzaws or anything. Have you ever heard crawl. of, have you ever heard of something called show crated? Do you know what I mean? By like that? for like trade show stuff where you can yeah. put it back together? Yeah, there's like, so there's, I got something on a beta uh, twice now where it's called show crated and you just like, you kind of do that same thing where you just take the front off. They have the circles. You have the screws that you need to unscrew circled and you just take those off and then you, the crate stays intact so that you can put the thing back in and then put the front on yep. again. You know what I mean? It's kind of, yeah. kind of sounds like that a little bit. So the funny thing is we took it all apart and then it's wrapped in this like, what, like almost aluminum foil kind of like yeah. wrapping. And then it has like plastic wrap and all sorts of stuff. So we took all that off 
And Kevin calls me because he just got to the airport. He's like, on his way here. And I was like, yeah, dude, we got all crazy. He's like, yeah, just make sure you don't take all that plastic off. And I was like, well, that's too fucking late. <laughs> like, it's already all done. Basically, he's trying What's... to make sure it doesn't have electromatic, uh, electrostatic shock. So it's okay, up okay. Any of the electronics yeah, like they want to ground it first before you take it all off. Everything went super smooth as far as getting it in. And, you know, Kevin got it all in and we got it leveled and ready to go by the end of the day. And then mm-hmm. yesterday was dialing everything and did EOM and new emulsion. And today we're going to start making some screens. What emulsion are you using now? You said new? It's the Hydrox Z1. So it's new to these guys. It's a pure photopolymer. It's water resistant. Uh, it works extremely well with the laser based on the wavelength of that emulsion. Um, but you don't have to use it with the laser. I've got tons of people that are using it in standard exposure units or, you know, just like uh, just like what you're using with your wax system. And you're using more blue. Blue. Yeah. So is this is what you're using also? Is it like uh, dual? So it's universal in that it can be water based and. Yes. Correct. Um, OK. Yep. How does but even that, if you're that, not doing even if you're not doing water base, the wavelength is designed more towards the light spectrum of that laser diode or LED exposure unit. So if you're using LED, it's going to work mm-hmm. great with that, which is very similar to the wavelength of the lasers. Is that like around 300 or what is the laser? Like 405. Oh, I was way off. Yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that's always smart, isn't it? Because I think there's so many people that they they try to choose their emulsion um, based on the wrong um, data, I think. Like, first, you have to start with what light are you using? Like, what light source are you using? You know, um, I think that's really important, isn't it? Yes, I would I would even take that one step further. I think the very first thing I look for is the type of inks that you're using. So if mm. you're just using plastisol inks, any emulsion is going to work with plastisol inks. But when you start to get into water-based or solvent-based UV, it needs to be resistant to those more aggressive ink systems. Right. And so now I guess you're going to have to adjust your reclaim slightly. Or were you always already yeah, using we, a- we already did a little bit just because we did the dip tank before it goes through the blue water. Okay. And the... Uh, what was it? It was even faster. It sped up our yeah. times. Our it, dip times were like cut in half. Reclaimed so much easier. Yeah. From what easier. we were using before. Yeah. Well, we were adding what Diazo into everything before. Okay. And we don't have to now. And it was it just like it dips in like half the time. So that that's was nice. Cool too. So that's a bonus. It was a, it was a bonus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We make easy way look easy. Yeah. It makes it even easier. <laughs> even easier. Even easier. Mm. How's it going at the Kong? I don't want this all to be about me. I know it's my birthday and all, but it's I think today share the wealth a little bit. Well, hey, I appreciate you asking that. That means a lot. But today is your day. You know, this is about you. I don't want it to be. Yeah, well, it is. The attention. Too bad. Too bad. I wish my Mm. birthday was in the fall. Better weather. You know, Mm. mine is. Should have told your mom to. Well, she would have had to hold me hold me in for a long time. July is like too long, too far from. We're having a heat wave here. What's it like there? It was 40 this morning when I walked around on the lake. Did you want to walk so, with him, Kevin? Were you with him? He did not. I wanted to, but I, I didn't. I didn't. There's always fight. tomorrow. Tomorrow morning. You're, you're, we'll just do it. Yeah. It was super dense fog this morning. I was waiting for a creature to come out of the lake and grab me and pull me back in. 
Yeah, you called me last night and we had severe thunderstorms, you know, rolling in mm -hmm. and there was so much hail. Uh, hey, happy birthday. Hey. Thanks. My dad's here. <laughs> <laughs> Simon, right? I told you I'd be on here between 11 and 1. <laughs> well, he, get him on the pod. Thank Come you. on. Mm -hmm. uh, just work. Good. Yeah. Uh, it's in there. I'll be out in a little bit. Thanks, Dad. See ya. Non-stop today. <laughs> yeah, birthdays birthday. are a blessing and a curse. Mm -hmm. Both. Mm -hmm. um, when you're a kid, like they're the greatest thing in the world. That's that's what you the day you wait for basically. But now it's like ah oh, man, birthday. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. My daughter's birthday is next week, and she's uh, all jacked up for party and everything like that. So mm -hmm. the planning is real fun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, here, I think um, it's just still, you know, the surge, you know, it's like the, our busiest time of year and it's, it's sustaining. Dude, it's good. We are busy and we've gotten probably a call a day from other shops being like, we have too much to do. Can we send you work? Yeah. Can we, we don't normally can we... do contracts, so it's kind yeah. of weird to... I mean, some of it's cool. Like, I'll take it if it's from a print shop, just because usually everything's like dialed. So you're saying yes? To some, not all. Because you told Amber to say no. Yeah, for shit work that she can't do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 by the way. So I told you this um, last night, I think, but here's a big announcement. Kevin doesn't know this. Joanne is doing the design the t-shirt design for the women in screen printing that's that they're going to unveil in uh, and i think also live print in atlanta yeah at print awesome. printing united she's awesome. home like working on that right now nice and dylan tell, had her to make it, tell her to make it like 36 colors and like super complicated uh, it can the max color count i think is three but um she, you gave her some direction last night you want to share that with um with everyone what you said yeah, should be well, don't actually don't 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 why it's probably a really bad idea i don't never mind, maybe i never shouldn't mind. say okay. it because i don't so, want to ruin the surprise you are sponsors mm -hmm. don't say it dylan <laughs> frank. frank wished you an early happy birthday yesterday he did i know yeah and he said that we were man. fucking losers for eating cereal with no sugar. Without sugar. Yeah. yeah. Dylan, it all starts with the screen. And whether it's restretches or new stretches, Frank and his team do it the best. To find out more, go to. <laughs> <laughs> what was Keep I saying? Going. Yeah. To find out more, go to graphicscreenfashion.com. F, 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 F. Rank.com. Or. Greatfuckingscreens.com. Want some nuts? That's not nuts. That's MDMA. <laughs> <laughs> Look, cleaning screens is no fun, but Easyway makes it way more funner. Their line of eco-friendly chemicals will make reclaiming screens a whole lot easier. Mm -hmm. Check them out at easyway.com. Easyway. It's the easiest way. Well, is it the even easier way? Now, yeah. Now, yeah. I mean, I would think that you've done this enough times. You wouldn't have to, you wouldn't have to read these sponsor lines anymore. Mm -hmm. He's old, though. Me? His memory isn't as good as it used to be. <laughs> yeah, the hard drive's full, Kevin. Um <laughs> Delete. <laughs> yeah, I've got to start. I got to start forgetting more stuff. And make room. Um, 
you know, if you or your art department could use some love, then you need to go to 1-900-HOTSTUFF.COM and get in touch with Nick or Lucas at Graphics Source and let them run your art department so you can focus on running your mouth. God, I hope you were, I thought for sure you're going to say laser. Kevin said he'll be at your shop next week setting up yours. So that's cool. I'm, we're here. We're waiting. We're here at Chromaline. What do we what do we do? What do we say? Mm, Kevin, what's what's new and exciting at Chromaline? Lasers. Yeah. Lasers are new and exciting. Yeah, I mean, go check out my Kev's vids, as you've heard before on here. If there's something out there that you personally want to see done or have me dive into a little bit deeper, reach out and, and <laughs> reach out and let me know. I I, you know, I'll I'll take tips and I, I'm happy to do more videos on on whatever. So if if there's things in the screen room that people are lost on, reach out. Let me know. I'll do more vids and uh in the time being, watch the vids that are out there already. But yeah, yeah. Chromaline, we got a full line of Chromaline products, emulsions, <clears throat> chemicals, <clears throat> lasers, um everything that you need for your screen room, we've we've got for you. Kev's got it. We've got it. I love how you say emulsion. You say it different, different than most. Emul the, emulsion. Uh, em emulsion. 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 How, how do you say it? How, emulsion. It's more of a shun. So like emulsion. More like emulsion. <laughs> uh, I guess However it's you Minnesota say it. or Wisconsin, Minnesota, wherever you're from. I'm from well, Wisconsin originally. Now I'm in Minnesota. So the best of two bad accents mixed together is basically where i'm at <laughs> right and like and and for real if you're so, sort of like what we mentioned a minute ago if you're unsure of the correct emulsion to use or you're not sure you're using the right one currently you can you can get a hold of kevin and you can kind of go through that i don't know what you'd call it a matrix or a chart or whatever to to choose the best one you know like he said what kind of inks are you using and then what kind of light source do you have what are you trying to achieve you know this sort of stuff because there's an answer and you can get there and just because um your friend or the shop down the street or whatever or your distributor has a certain emulsion doesn't mean it's the right one absolutely or if it gets yeah. enough likes on facebook <laughs> that's right I feel like I feel like most of the time it's the distributor. It's like who you're using and they're like, oh, well, we sell this one. Use this mm -hmm. one. It might not be the best one for you, but I mean, it might be. Might all right, but it might be as long as they're as long as they carry Chromaline, I think it'd be fine. Yeah. So if you were here um, at our summer camp, Kevin was here in our screen room and he um, I think it was 50 minutes or 45. I can't remember. We each station and it mm -hmm. could have been two hours or, or, or it could have been all day. Actually, Kevin went over room. on all of them. He was, Sorry, yeah, he was the problem. Yeah, he was the problem. He was the problem. It's me. I'm the problem. Um, so look, if you're not using DTF or screen print transfers in your shop, then you are a... Weak being. Okay, that's better. <laughs> yeah, you're a weak being. I mean, look, we partnered with Howard Custom Transfers to get you the transfer you need fast. Check them out at howardct.com. I did a, um, a little video for Bruce Ackerman over there at Printavo yesterday for an internal meeting about um our struggle this year and what i foresee like the struggle being next year or challenges anyway and my uh my thing my big thing was dtf like you need to be in the dtf game and so uh howard can help you 
Our guest is here. Should we get going? Yeah. Kevin's got to get back to work anyway. Thanks for having me on, guys. Hey, always. Yeah, great seeing See you. you. a little bit. You look fantastic. I love the shirt. I almost wore that today. Same one. I went to the SNS thing, and the only thing I packed was that shirt. I have three <laughs> of them, and I just I only brought that shirt the whole time. Oh, you took three that day? Okay. Yeah. Well, I just I wore them the entire day. <laughs> today, we are chatting with Mike and Marissa from Ace Screen in San Antonio, Texas. Yeah. I think it's Ace Screen Graphics, though. I might have left off the graphics part. I think Ace Screen sounds cool. Does sound cool. Hey, guys. What's up, hey. guys? What's up? Hey. How are y'all? Do you, do you guys have your chairs staggered so you both get beautiful daylight from the windows? <laughs> we're, we're just in our sunroom right now, so it's just beautiful sunlight. Yeah, it's I love it. the, sun, the sun's beaming in right now, so it's, it's good lighting right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good time of the day. Yeah. And so you, um, guys? How's, how's today? Oh, today's good. We're just chilling. Um, the team is busy at the shop and we do a lot of work from home these days. So we're just kind of hanging out and just uh, uh, due to the power of cloud-based technology that we finally embraced or my wife finally made me embrace. Uh, we work from home a lot these days. Yeah. So it's been good. So we're just chilling, man. We're just having a good time. That's awesome. How are y'all? Let's see. I'm having a good day, back day, that is. Um I, I got off the Advil for five days. Like that was an achievement. That's the longest streak off of ibuprofen this entire year, um, which is really bad because, you know, you're not supposed to take it as much as I have been, but I've really had no choice, but I went five days and then I had to take them, started taking a little bit yesterday because it just, I don't know, I wasn't feeling great, but today is a great back today. Um, yeah, so... I know I think we're out of the loop. Did something something happened to you or something happened? Yeah. So I heard he's a he's a he's a minotaur now in the, the process of forming a horse to his lower half. <laughs> <laughs> didn't nice. didn't quite okay. work out as good. Has it, it hasn't fused oh, okay. the way it should have. Oh well uh, okay, the, the transition didn't go properly. Okay, okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I quite gallop like you should. I hurt my I hurt my back. I had a I have a herniated disc. And oh, so no. um, okay. it's no fun. I don't recommend it, but I'm working my way through it as you have to in life, right? You have to figure it out, but sure. it's, it's, it's made, um, it's given me a whole new perspective um, on health, which I think was, I don't know, maybe it's for a reason it had, it should have happened. I've, I've lost 14 pounds because of it, because I got off the sugar. Wow. I should say, I should say uh, added sugars. I, I got off added sugars because of inflammation and I've lost a little bit of weight. Uh, yeah. my, my diet is better and I have, um, I don't know, maybe there's some sort of opportunity here that yeah, I just yeah. don't know. I don't know yet, but hopefully Usually, maybe there's an opportunity. Well, that's what good entrepreneurs do, man. They, they take lemons and they make lemonade, man. So that's, mm -hmm. that's just what you're up to. That's all. That's right. It's funny that you said that because I, I haven't heard that saying in a while and I just <laughs> used it yesterday. Like, <laughs> I have a plant in my window uh -huh. that I, I, I guess it was, it's a bonsai tree. Okay. But it's like super overgrown at this point because I think you're supposed to trim them. Yeah. And it's like busting out of my window. And yesterday, Brian came into my office and was like, dude, your tree is growing something. Like there's these two little like balls growing, like something <laughs> is growing off of it. And I was like, dude, how rad would that be if this is a fucking lemon tree? <laughs> nice. So, and I was like, man, if life gives you lemons. And then now there you said you life gives you lemons. So, see, this is what you mean, Andy. This is the, you know, this is the. That's. 
that's just confirmation. Yep. All right. It's the universe yeah. right now. It's, it's a sign. It's the right thing. Yep. So you said you are able to work from home a lot now, and I've been doing the same thing because, you know, with my injury, it's been like the best thing to do is to sometimes, uh, you know, driving is difficult and standing because I have a, this is what I'm doing right now. I'm at a standing desk. Um, standing all day is also hard. And so like working from home has been something I do. I wouldn't say it was, I wouldn't say half the time, but a third, a third right now. Um, I didn't used to be able to do that. Um, just even, I guess last year really. And so now, like you said, it's not only cloud based because that's really important, right? You have to be able to, you know, get into your emails. You have to, um, I don't know, we use some software that I can track production. I know what's going on, all this sort of stuff. I can communicate with our team, um, because of that, because of those things, but also you have to have a team that can do sure. stuff, you know, that is responsible yeah. and that some, some key roles, like who's going to open and mm-hmm. turn on the lights, who's going to close and turn off the lights. <laughs> really you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I guess you guys have both of those things in place now. We sure. Yeah, we really do. Um, go, you go, you can brag about Caitlin for a while. Um, well, yeah, Caitlin, she's been kind of, she's grown into kind of our right hand person. Over the past several years, she's been with us, what, five years? Yeah, she started um, like yeah. 19 with us right before COVID broke off. So she saw us when we were super busy, and then she saw us basically get we cut into a back. third of what we were. And then she sees us happier these days. So, you know, so, and then now she's on board, and we're, we're approaching our 20th anniversary. November will be 19 years, and then next year uh, it'll be our 20th. And we've been telling our employees that that's going to be a fork in the road for us. Like, we're not sure where it goes after that, you know, because... Mm-hmm like doing other things other than just printing, you know? Uh, so, but yes, but so I think when they heard that and we have a very talented pressman too, and, and we're down, so we got, we only, we were a two auto shop. And then when COVID popped off, we were already downsizing and, and uh, anyway, forced it to happen faster. Um, and now just with that small crew, we're just super tight and we're super efficient and mm-hmm. we're doing almost the same numbers with one press. I mean, not exactly. Cause that's impossible. I'm not going to be like, Oh, we're doing three times what we did, you know, cause that's bullshit. We're not, but we're pretty close to where we were with two autos with a, just a highly efficient team that knows what they're doing. So, and it's just, then there's three people in the mix. And so that's what we're trying to, uh, yeah. trying to figure out how to, um, yeah, how to manage these days. And it's, it's just been pretty easy you now. So but, it's been fun. Yeah. But they handle basically everything from open, like basic stuff, like opening up, start, you know, turning everything on to, you know, checking what's needed for that day, for that morning, whatever it is. So yeah, they, Caitlin, uh, Caleb, and and now our son, uh, he's working with us full time. They basically they're running the shop for us, and you know we I'm I handle sales on the background and stuff like that, customer service stuff like that. But everything's really done on my end from home, really. For the most, and part, we just yeah. kind of communicate as we as needed. You know, I check in with the team, or we do we have and we have Monday, we have our meetings, our weekly meetings, stuff like that too. Yeah. So we kind of get a we get a scope of the of the week, you know, we kind of talk about things, things that are still needed, whatever. Yeah. Um, no, those Monday but, meetings have been big for us. And yeah. we've been doing those for like five years now. Mm-hmm. We started them when we had two autos and we were working on a, uh, uh, the, like the big order in South Texas or San Antonio to get us the Fiesta. Well, we got the Spurs, right. But that's all hot market, like super low, uh, low margin printing. Right. So, but, uh, but the Fiesta order is usually pretty cool and it's fun. And then anyway, those are the set of guys who did a, a really cool piece of art. And we got the order in 2018 for the 19 shirts. And that's when we, it was like a 40,000 piece run of like 10 color prints, like eight different mm. prints. And uh, 
Right. Well, anyway, we, we gave them the go away pricing and we gave them a sample to go with it. And they picked us because nobody got close to their samples, you know, or to that sample. And, uh, and then we're like, Oh, we're a two auto shop. We're going to blow this thing up. And then we're just very quickly, not very happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it just seems to be like a very common thing that we hear a lot nowadays. Um, uh, I'm not, I wouldn't be against getting another auto, but it wouldn't be just to like staff it and grow the company. It would be so that way we could leave sleeve pallets on it or, you know, half sleeve, half youth and you know what I mean? Something yeah. like that. But, but it would have to come like almost free from a shop that's closing down. We're not going to, we're not going to push ourselves to grow that way again. I, the question I have with kind of piggybacking off of Andy's is like the working from home thing is like, I get to a degree that sound that seems like the thing to do, like, okay, I'm kind of downsizing and I'm getting myself to where I'm comfortable to just like be home and work from home. And I have a crew that can run the shop itself, but isn't yeah. there, a, isn't there a part of you that just misses the like running around or the grind or going to the office or, uh, you know, yeah, we, get our, we definitely get our film. So Mondays are, uh, we get there about 11 and we probably normally stay till like four to five ish, you know? Um, so we're still very hands-on. I'm still mixing inks. I'm still, you know, putting my hands on the press and and giving advice. And um, so, and then we, and then we're involved in the sales. And so we, it's not like we don't go the rest of the week. We just like unless they need us, they they don't call us, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, and we just had to let go. Like I'm a I'm a control freak, you know. And it and it's done it's done at our our well I shouldn't even say like I wasn't worried about that growth, but it's done at our growth as like individual to be able to like grow a right. business and be able to like step away for a little while. But it's just like. And sometimes, uh, uh, and it was just circumstance. Like we had an employee that, that, well, like, you know, even my pressman now, um, he was a young kid and we hired him, uh, because my employee at the time, um, he was going on vacation or actually he was having back surgery. I'm sorry, because of, yeah, he had gotten hurt in the oil field, you know, the oil that big down here in Texas, right. Got hurt in oil. And, uh, and I knew him before he went to the oil field, long story short, um, we hired this kid, my employee leaves on vacation in 2020 and doesn't ever come back. He dies of COVID, you know? So, and then this kid, um, he just, I mean, I was a mess. I, I checked out for almost two years, really, I guess. And then, uh, I had a real bad, like survivor's guilt cause he had young kids and like, I'm like, dude, why would, how does that happen? You know, it was just, yeah, it's terrible. Really, it was a really bad time. Yeah. And then, but it, again, circumstance, like my wife steers the company for three years and gets us on a better track. So, if is that what that, is that what made you guys want to start downsizing? Kind of. We were kind of already on that track before uh, Ted passed. His name was Ted, um, and uh, they had him and they were kind of working on a plan to start downsizing and you know bringing it into a little bit more of a manageable uh, space where it just maybe five to six employees could do it. And then um, and then he passed. Um, COVID happened. Yeah, COVID, COVID kind of stopped, kind of stopped everybody. And then, yeah. And then, uh, we were, when he passed, we kind of just, when we came back together and said, we're going to continue this on, we want to still do this. Um, that's when we kind of said, well, let's continue the, the, the path we were already on, on set with Ted and let's just continue doing that. And, and we've kind of just, yeah, we've just we've like, been on like, we've like pretty yeah. much willed it into existence. Yeah, it's it's really hard. Like, I mean, I, you know, I think screen printers were all cut kind of from the same fabric, you know, and we're very knuckleheaded and we're very like, we, I feel like screen printers can literally will things into existence, you know, and I, and I feel like sometimes you'll do that with prints and sometimes you'll do that with, you know, meeting deadlines and staying up till four in the morning, getting steps right. Uh, but we won't do that. Like with training with people, you know, we're like stepping away or letting people make, like we just said, I mean, 
we just had a, a big mistake this morning. I, I was like, that's why we're a couple of minutes late. It wasn't a big mistake. It was a mistake. It doesn't matter. Now, after 20 years, when you make a mistake, they're all big mistakes in my head because like, how are we still making mistakes at this point? You know, um, but it's a print shop and I had to let that go and be like, dude, as long as you own a print shop, there's going to be mistakes. You can't avoid that. So it's just about using those as like training opportunities and stuff, you know? So, uh, so yeah, I mean, but, but so it's been a very hard, long uh, road these last three years, but I feel like we're really, we're in a position to kind of do what we want. And so we're going to let the employees try to man that place and, and we'll all get on some type of base thing. And then as the company does well, we all do well. And if mistakes are made, like we're never going to, like we, I've never taken a dollar out of any of my employees pockets for mistakes. You know, I can't do that to them. I'm not saying that's the right way to go, but we just made that decision years and years ago, just because the only first people who do, does anybody actually do that? I know that's like a thing where people are saying, oh, yeah. like, yeah. can't. I've heard people as you, much, yeah, I don't, but I've never done it. We've never done it. I wouldn't imagine you guys. I would, that doesn't surprise me for y'all to say that, but I mean, yes, there's definitely mm-hmm. shop owners in San Antonio who like anytime a mistake is made, it comes out of their employees' checks. So, so I know that that in Missouri is illegal. So you cannot with, withhold anything oh, from okay. a, a, you cannot withhold anything from a paycheck um, besides something that they agree to like healthcare. Um, or something that's mandated, you know, like a, um, sometimes there's garnishments or something like that, but you can't withhold anything in the state of Missouri. I don't know what it's like in Texas, but I mean, every state. Texas has no rules. But I, even if it were, you run into the mariachis and it gets even rowdier, you know, (laughs) I I was going to say, even if it were legal, like we could do that. I don't think we should, because if a mistake happens, um, it's my fault. And I say that, I mean, I'm sincere when I say that. And of course, there's there's something called negligence. And then you're going to have to take care yeah. of a of a patterned negligent employee, you know, that's like, mm-hmm. hey, wait a minute, you're you're screwing up, um, you know, consistently. Well, then that's a problem. But yeah. I think the mistakes are a breakdown in the systems in some way, right. some some, Absolutely. you know, in a process, I think. And so I process. think that it's it isn't their fault. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. No, and then when they show me the job notes, I'm the one who wrote those job notes. And I, you know, so we called for PMS colors. And then of course, PMS colors on a computer screen and PMS colors on a TO shirt with a half tone under base changes, yeah. right? So I, and then of course, it's the, it's always at this point in the game, it's always the perfect storm. Like nobody's at fault. We're kind of all at fault, you know? Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, it's like I did it because she was on vacation. And of course, you know, when you're the owner, you're doing 50 things at once, not just the thing, you know? But, but even our employees, I don't put that on them because they're probably usually doing like five things at once in order for us to run the way we run, you know, but, but it's right. managers like think, and we ask them all the time, Hey, are we overloading y'all? Like what's going on? They're like, no, dude, like they're happy. They're learning and, and they want to, they want it and they're young. And so it's, like, it's right. really, it's really funny that you say that because I think where I'm at in my life and with the shop and all this other stuff being open for whatever, 14 years that, yeah. Um, (laughs) I feel like you don't, you don't know what you don't know. And that's why when we talk to older print shops, they always say that they want to go back to, you know, the two press, 10 press thing or whatever, you know, depending on the kind of person or, you know, their, their attitude at that point. But I feel like when they want to go back to being like the two auto shop, they realize what employees are key employees that they definitely never want to get rid of. And what ones are like, I don't really need that person. Yeah. I mean, it's shitty to say, but like you said, like downsizing. So that was going to be my next question to you is the whole downsizing thing. And we did that. Like we've done that over the last two years now, like Um, people that were 
here, but just not really, you know, like they don't really want to work for you or they just, it's a paycheck to them. Like we kind of weaned out those people. And now, like you mentioned earlier, I feel like with adding certain pieces of equipment and really bumping up those people who are key employees being like, Hey, we're going to give you more benefits. We're going to give you more money. Like I really want to take care of those core people. I feel like we're outputting if not the same amount of work, more work than we were when we had like five more people. Yeah. yeah. Because those key people that want to be here are fucking stoked to be here. They like coming to work. They, the tunes are on good vibes, like high fives, shit like that. And I feel like we're cranking out more work now with less people. So that was my question on your downsizing. Was that, was that intentional because you were, you felt like it would be more efficient or was it downsizing? Cause you're slowly starting to be like, we just don't want to grow this anymore. And we eventually want to get it to the point where it runs itself or you sell or whatever you want to do with it. Yeah. I, I would say a little bit of all of those yeah, approaching your 20, to be honest. Yeah. All of it, you know, um, like we're late. I always tell people like we're, we're like, we, you know, we're born in the eighties and we grew up in the nineties. And I just feel like everything we were taught about business was all bullshit. Like it was all mm-hmm. lies. Like all the books we read back then, like all the ways, like, don't, you know, I just, and social media, like we started pre-social media. So it was just like, I knew it was me and her and some friends that I knew. And then the shops that we learned how to print at. And that was, it. and then everybody back then was super secretive too. Nobody really shared information. Uh, if you went to somebody else's print shop, like to drop off an order, they'd stop you in the front office. Like they, they treated everything like it was a secret. So, um, so yeah, I guess just, uh, I don't know, we started from the ground up and we're here now. And then, so we, and then we chased this, this number that we, we never hit. Like, uh, like we've never been in like, uh, even at two autos and close to, but with part-timers, we're like 10 people. Like we've never, were a million dollar shop. And for a long time, I felt like a failure for that. Until I started talking to people that, uh, that were like, well, you know, we do what we do, but like, do we travel? Like I fish a lot. Like we own homes with an S, you know, like, I guess we're doing something right. So, um, but we're just not like, we're not, and we we're real, we're true grassroots. Like we don't, we started printing because it was fun. And I guess we want to end printing. Yeah. Fun, you know, I feel like the thing with that, that it kind of frustrates me when I hear people talk about stuff like that is people really need to get the dick measuring thing out of their head. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's all these, there's all these places too that are like, oh, I'm a fucking, you know, I make a $10 million shop and like all this other stuff. And it's like, yeah, but how much of that 10 million do you take home? You take home. Exactly. Like you have all this expenses and all this crazy shit and all these employees. And it's like, yeah, you might bring in 10 million, but you're spending nine on expenses. Yeah. yeah, Like what is, what is actually in your pocket? That's obviously one of the reasons why we started that downsizing you know, journey was because yes, we made after, the, after our biggest order, after expenses, it was like, what are we, you know, like really, this is all that's left. Like, like, I, like we're just done working this hard for, you know, for not much more. So that was started. I think that was one of the main things that started that journey. And then COVID kind of stopped everything in its tracks. And then we were doing three days a week, four days a week. And I don't know. We just kind of like, why would we ever go back to a full week of, of work when we don't have to? Our employees are happy. Everybody's good where we're at. So that was a, I think that was a major uh, turning point for us was just like, there's not, there's not more money and we're working more, we're working harder. So what's the point? Yeah. And then it's our wiring too. Like I know I also like, I don't want to be like doom and gloom for people who are trying to grow. Like we also know shop owners who run more than one auto and 
but they're wired different. Like, I, so I think you just have to, if you're not happy, then, and then you grow and then you get less happy, like, then, you know, I just, just pay attention to that and don't, and don't, Ted's passing yeah. too kind of brought yeah. things in perspective as well. You know, what are we working so hard for? Our life's too short. So yeah, he was a very good. He was, he was a, a very, he, he was a little bit older than me. He was a couple years older than me. And I knew him and his brother, they moved from South Texas to San Antonio, which is like kind of more central, closer to Austin. Um, but they were just very old school. They started printing in like the mid nineties. And so their mentality was very different. Like they, they were happy with their four color, four station caps press and a flasher. And they were printing for like a lot of cool people in San Antonio before anybody was doing anything cool. Um, and those are the guys who I kind of clinged on to. And they taught me about art and steps like in the late nineties. And then, uh, and then, but they just never grew a big company and they always just kind of stayed in their garage. And I always thought, man, like it would be a dream to like one day hire these guys. And then we did, we hired them both one day, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, uh, um, but then it just took all that magic out. Like it was all production and it was just like, man, these guys are like, they sculpt and they paint and they do all this stuff and we're printing for Academy all day long. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> you know? So there was just, and, and San Antonio was just not that hip. Like, I mean, it's getting there. Like the city's changing very quickly, but in the early 2000s, there was not much cool stuff going on in San Antonio. I mean, there was a lot of culture here and, and, and the city's great about that, but like as far as the art scene or, or anybody willing to pay in those days more than four to five dollars a shirt, it just didn't exist. So it just pushed us into basically a lot of contract work and a lot and chasing those university, you know, two thousand to five thousand piece orders that really just ran us and our team into the ground, you know, for low margins. And we just did it for too long, you know. And we don't we didn't know better. So I I feel like it, you know, like y'all show gives people a platform to to let people know, like, hey, again, if you want ten autos and you got it like that and you can manage that and that makes you happy, then cool. But if you you're at a manual press and you're taking, you know, doing three days a week and taking a month off at the end of the year and you're feeding your family and you have a place to live. And, and I'd be real careful about doing something else. I think, I think the thing though, too, is, is like, and Andy, we've talked about this a bunch of times and I think we're both kind of on the same page with this is like, I think if we can get rid of like the openness of us talking or other shops talking to each other now and everybody's sharing everything is that we should all, I think, the stigma of that, like I said, that dick measuring contest of like, how many employees do you have? What square footage is your building? Like all that yeah. stuff is kind of going away. I don't hear that as much anymore. Course, I like, yeah. I like more, like I get more of like a, uh, like a rush to hear like a shop like you talk about like, yeah, like I, you know, I did this with this much work with this many less employees and this square footage. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's, it's more efficiency gives me like, gets me going. Like I get my rocks off knowing like things are more efficient. Mm-hmm. And I like, think, um, you know, I think sometimes it's not just measuring your, your shop against, um, you know, the contrast of other shops. I think as far as like how successful you are, I think sometimes yeah. people are asking questions though, like how many square foot do you have or how many autos? I think sometimes they're looking for maybe a blueprint of how of course, yeah. to how to yeah. grow their maybe maybe they're at a level where they're not making much profit and, and they need a little bit more to hit their but budget. But if they're asking that, they shouldn't be there. They shouldn't get to they shouldn't be trying to go to that point. What do you mean? I just feel like if you're just like not even close to being like, oh, well, I need a warehouse and I need 10 autos and I need this, I need this, then they're their reaches, I don't know what that saying is, but they're, they're going after something they shouldn't have yet. Okay, it's like maybe, when people maybe like that's true, but I think that you're right. I think that some people are trying to measure their success and how big are you and I'm bigger or whatever. There's probably yeah. some of those egos out there for sure. Right. There always will be. All I was okay. saying is, is that I think sometimes I have conversations with people and they ask me, 
you know, like how many autos or what, how big is your team? And they're looking for an answer because they're trying to know, they're trying to determine if their team is big enough also. And if their efficiencies are set, I think sometimes there's, it's not yeah, just, oh, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe it's a legit question. It's not always, you know, that that's my only True. point, but, and back to the thing when you said, do you, you know, working from home and may, say you're working from home half the time or whatever, do you miss the the hustle of, you know, what it's like to, to the always like pedal to the metal action packed yeah. day. And I think that yeah. um, for me, that I, I loved that, you know, I fed yeah, off yeah. of that. Like I wouldn't be, I would rather be doing nothing else than show up early to work, yeah. uh, you know, barely light, maybe it's still dark and then get in there and then, you know, do stuff yeah. and then go home exhausted yeah. and uh, you know, make some dinner, fall asleep <laughs> and then do the same thing the next day. And I think yeah. that that was great, you know, on my thirties and my forties, yeah. you know, at some point though, Dylan, at some yeah, point, I'm making a note, go ahead. <laughs> at some point, I think that you, it's, it shifts and you're like, look, I, I've, in, I've invested all this time. I've made some sacrifices too. And I think that I need to, I don't know, shift. My balance is out of whack. I mean, I think your work-life balance and maybe your thirties is different than your work-life balance in your forties. That's my only point to that. And I think all of a sudden yeah. you, you, you don't, you won't miss the rat race as much. No. Yeah. And I think the conversation is just happening more now, you know? And so we're not, we're not, and then people are like, you know, even our employees are changing. Like we have to realize like, um, it, like we, you know, we, we print for a lot of like, we almost hundred percent San Antonio based. We don't have any customers outside of San Antonio. Um, so we know a lot of our customers by name. So we eat a lot of their restaurants and drink at their breweries and all that stuff, right? Um, there's this one place called Guillermo's in uh, downtown San Antonio. They've been around forever. And every time we go there, they just have this amazing talent. Like they have very good looking people. They have very, uh, you know, very experienced people. Like their their managers are always these like young kids and stuff, you know? And we're just like, and then one day, like after going there for 10 years, and be like, man, what does he pay them? And how does he, like, how does he attract this? But I realized they would, they would always only be there for like a year or two. And then there would be a new, like, it wasn't this like emergency replacement that doesn't know what they're doing. It was just like the next time, because every time we deliver, he gives us a free meal. So then we just, hey, ask for this kid, you know, and for a couple of years, it was this kid. And then the next couple, and then we just, anyway, long story short, we realized like these kids are here to learn. Like they're working for Guillermo because they want to learn the game. They're not here to stay for their whole life. Like that's, yeah. like, things are just shifting. Like, um, but if you do find one that's okay with being a support and they're not, there are, not everybody wants to be an entrepreneur. It's a, it's a big thing nowadays. And that's been shoved down these new kids' throats a lot. Like everybody should start their own business. Well, there's just not enough, you know, there's not enough, there's not enough of it out there. Like, and, and if you're not wired that way, then I, I wish I was wired to just punch in, you know, seven to 10 hours a day and then, and then just not worry about any of the rest of it. But it's just, that's really, I'm just not, I can't do that. You know? Mm -hmm. um, so we just, Anyway, we're realizing that talent rolls through and then you should be happy to release them to go do their own thing and support them. So we're finding ourselves hiring artists now. Like that Printavo event that we just went to, the, the print hustlers last year, uh, they hired, they talked to those people about their uh, interview processes. And that was really cool because we that's the way we interview. But, you know, until you hear somebody professional say it, you always doubt yourself. Like, man, I don't really mm -hmm. care what you know about screen printing. I kind of want to know what you do, like. You want to go skate afterwards or you, do you fish or do you hunt or like, you know what I mean? Like those are the things that I was interested in. Or if you call yourself an artist, 
like I already know everything about screen printing. I just want to know more what you do after you leave here. And if your answer is like, I just get drunk all day. Well, I'm not going to, probably not going to hire you, dude. Um, so, um, but you know, yeah, if you I want think... to learn about printing and they're, you know, they're in art classes and they're, you know, you see them that they're learning about life. And I think you want to get those people on your team, you know, and our girl Caitlin right now that, uh, she, you know, she started, I mean, green, I didn't think she was going to last there a week, you know, and she was just, uh, and, and she's running our shop now, you know, so don't doubt like just, you know, people who are driven more than people who say they know stuff, I guess is what we've learned also too over COVID, you know, it's just because, but if we're supposed to step back and I guess that's the kind of the, like that we're starting to realize, like, even though that we thought we were quitting and, or I thought I was quitting or I was just leaving my wife and my team hanging, it gave me time just to kind of hover over the shop and see the moving parts instead of just being like in, in the mix all day long. And then really like stumping their growth, I think, you know? Yeah. I think, um, I think there's been a shift. I think it was happening before COVID. And I think yeah. there's even a greater um, shift now. We're in a labor crisis, you know? I don't think, yeah. um, I don't see it improving um, maybe for a long time, you know, where as a as a population, we're, we're uh, downsizing even. You know, the boomers yeah. are aging out and, the, and young people, they, they don't want to work as, as much. And who, you know, how can you blame them? Yeah. And so I think that, um, I think what we're, I think the idea of downsizing or the, at least the idea of being more efficient isn't necessarily um, because you don't want to deal with HR, you don't want to hire people, you don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think it's more yeah. of out of necessity because if you wanted to stay at your same volume, you're going to have to do something. You're going to have to automate. You're going to have to get a robot of some sort, you know what I mean, yeah. within your shop. Otherwise, you're not going to be able to stay at that volume. And and a lot of people... Um, they're okay with downsizing because maybe their 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 fixed their expenses are in line yeah. with that. But others, you kind of have to stay. You have to stay where you're at in order for it to all all the numbers to to flow, right? And so, yeah. how do you do that? And I think you do that through automation. And whether that's automation, um, you know, with equipment or automation with software or or, or whatever it is, I think people yeah. have to take a really hard look at their at their small business and understand that this is. This is happening. I was not to say there's great people out there because we have a bunch yeah. of them here. Yeah. Um, but it's just harder, <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. Um, and but I think you'll know right away, like when you have the right people, like when I think we know, like after the second week of the well, I mean, our son's the newest one. He just graduated high school and I asked him to work with us for a year before he did anything else. Um, and he's been there his whole life. I mean, we opened the, the shop when she was pregnant with him. So he's been there since before day one, you know, Um so he knows it very well, um, but we, there's just talent out there. And I just think you got, like, we all want this commitment for somebody to be like, all right, if I'm going to train you, I want you to be here for like five years. Like, you're not going to get that from these kids anymore. They just, they want to see stuff and they want to travel and they want to do things. And, and that was the other reason that we went to the four day work week. Cause the agreement is Monday is a super chill day. Uh, we come in as owners and we talk and hang out, ask about their weekend. Uh, I mean, we'll talk about work, but if it's all spot color, you know, basic jobs. We don't really need to talk about it. It's more just talking about the weekend and catching up. Catching up. Yeah, what we did, what they did. Um, and then uh and then yes, about work or PMS colors or a customer who's gonna come do a press check or whatever. Um, and then um and then we chill and we let them run with it and we're and then we just let them and we've been letting them learn and there's been mistakes happening. More mistakes probably in the last honestly like six weeks because we pulled out so much, but every mistake, like it's been a time, like even right before we got on the show, I was talking with them about how we're going to approach it differently to make sure that we don't get a, again, even though a, a color that I didn't write notes on was adjusted on press, like, dude, where's the sample at? Like who, who didn't cut out a sample and throw it in the art bag, you know? So stuff like that. Or, and we had a sample in the shop 
like why are you going to check the sample after you do the print run like it just didn't make sense like do it before you do you know it's not what you do it's when you do it a lot of the times too you know one thing we found that's kind of and we've done this for quite a long time but one thing we're finding nowadays that saves our ass with like we're talking about the newer generation of people that want to work or whatever and i'm i'm finding too that it's not necessarily just like an age group it's everybody i feel like it's just a mindset now of how people want to work and how often they want to work whatever is the trial period like we right now are trying to hire two people and we've done three different week trial periods for uh basically qc and at the end of the dryer and like having someone in that you think is going to be great you're like man this person's going to do awesome and then by the end of the week you're like i don't really know like i don't really think this is going to work out and then we try out somebody else for the next week and then we're like oh this person has filled in here before they'll be great and then at the end of that week you're like you know what i kind of like the first person more or (laughs) should we try a new person or whatever so i think doing the trial week has been awesome because we're all in agreement like we tell them beforehand we're like hey we're gonna try you out for a week and then you at the end it's for them just as much as it's for us it's like hey at the end of this week like you let us know if this is what you want to do like if you're comfortable like tell us now please because it's kind of like i don't want to find out in three weeks yeah i don't want to find out in three weeks that you're you hate this fucking position yeah and you don't want to be here like it's nothing against me it's nothing against you just like you might not want to be grabbing hot shirts off the end of the dryer all day long like yeah Yeah, we've done something similar we do like a trial Uh, it's a little longer than a week but we um you know and then we've been able to weed out some people that just aren't going to make like just they just yeah but there's also times where we started somebody in a position and but and we see potential there maybe but so we kind of move them around and put them somewhere else yeah we've done that too um and yeah, so they, some yeah so yeah, they show up and yeah. was hanging and they're interested in screen printing and yeah like they're their game like we could fit them somewhere yeah. but the main thing we is had, showing up and showing interest you know so we had one last week then, then they're out <laughs> we had one last week where they came in 10 minutes late for their first day and bill came into my <laughs> office and he was like dude what the fuck is going on yeah and i was like oh i kind of know this person and then uh, he's like, if they're not here in five minutes, like I'm going to wait by the door. And as soon as they get here, I'm going to tell them to turn around and go home. Wow. Yeah. And then it was like, when they came in, they were like, oh, sorry, I'm late, you know, whatever. And they just were like, I'm just one of those people that's going to be like five to 10 minutes late every day. I was like, what the fuck are you talking? Like, that's yeah. not what you say on your first day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And again, that was like, you didn't, you don't know, like, you don't want to tell this person you're hired, like, Put in your two weeks at your other job and like you know get us your paperwork whatever yeah it's like no i would rather just pay them cash under the table for the first week and then at the end of the week be like you know thanks for the help for the week but we don't think it's the right fit <laughs> yeah go somewhere yeah, else here, here's the thing like that says a lot about that person you know if i'm just one of those people that are going to be five to ten minutes late then that says a lot about how much you care about this job you know yeah, coming exactly. here it's not it's not just the fact that you you have a tough time getting somewhere on you know when you should be there it's yeah. just saying hey if this was really important to you if you really cared about like working here then you'd fucking be here you know yeah and, and how and i don't think they understand that i can't treat one person differently than others and so if there's yeah. a bunch of people here and everybody's here on time but then that person is just oh i'm just one of those people well then how is that fair to everybody else you know it's just not right. going to work so i would yeah. instantly say well then 
Well, we're one of those well, people. I'm just that... one of those people that lets you go right now. That's like, right. that's so funny that we both have this exactly. thing. Put up with that. <laughs> one of those shops is fire on the first day. So sorry about that. Yeah. Yeah. That's weird. I mean, um, just that, nip I mean, it in the bud and just in, move on. Right. Yeah. You well, we did. Go that day. Like it, they wouldn't be there unless you were needing the help. So it sucks. Yeah. Like you spent time interviewing them. The other thing that's the other thing that's funny is like we do this as a test and it weeds out people immediately and it's so simple and stupid but it's like we always post job postings on like Facebook yeah and the one thing I say in the job posting is like like email us like I don't say anything else I'm not like whatever I'm just like email this email address with your info whatever else yeah and people always send a Facebook DM or they send me a text. Or they whatever. And I was like, you rule like the first test was for you to follow instructions Mm -hmm. to email me your info. Yeah. So as soon as I get a DM or whatever, I'm like, you failed already. Like you, you were not. The top of their resume is they pay attention to detail and you're like, no, you don't. It's like, dude, like literally. Response on our Facebook and Instagram or maybe Instagram. But it says we don't, you know, we don't monitor this very much. So email us at this email address. And I still get constant DMs. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, have a friend be like, hey, you told me to reach out to your homie. And then uh, we did. And they never even responded. And I was like, well, where did you reach out through? And like, Facebook. well, it was a DM or Facebook or whatever. And we're like, well, did you get that automated response that says that we don't respond to like any business, act, you know, like inquiries yeah. to yeah. our social platforms, you know? Like, yeah, don't care. It, but we expected <laughs> since we knew somebody. And we're like, I mean, it's it, pretty annoying. Yeah, it's just, it's whatever. But then I think those things just come with time. Like, if I, when I got those responses, like when we were new to social media on, on Facebook or whenever, I don't remember the first platform, we were on MySpace or something. Um, it was like we'd panic. Like somebody would say that and you'd be like, oh, they own a clothing line or they're a GM at some place. And then it was all panic in the old days. Nowadays, we're just like, well, then we're just not for, like, let's just not yeah. work together. It's, yeah, it's like whatever, whatever. Yeah. So um, we, we talked a little bit before about how the downsizing and you guys said that you were a little of everything. What is your end goal? Um. It's kind of changed a little bit. Uh, we had talked about maybe selling eventually, you know, but I think we have a new kind of a new win, uh, second win for the business and for printing in general. So we we have some other ideas about, um, you know, I guess, I don't know, just what we want to do moving forward. But we also have individual things that we haven't been able to achieve that. So I don't know. It's kind of a. Maybe sometimes, depending on how we feel that day, it changes. But, um, I'm going to ask you. I'm going to ask you a question. I'm I'm ser- I'm genuinely interested in your answer, and I've asked Andy about this too. Just uh, when you get to the point where you want to retire or you want to sell the business and do something else, whatever. My question is: If you have a shop that's basically running itself already, anyway, yeah. why not just let it run itself and hire someone that. to be you? Yeah, and just fucking collect every week like you don't have to run it you don't do anything hire a manager that does what you're doing currently and then you just get a paycheck forever and if yeah like why not do that i don't understand like to me that makes the most sense yeah but five years ago i never thought i could have the team to do that but i just wasn't willing to step away and let people grow in my shop so i think we stump people more often than not and I'm well, like, we started that progress yeah, we started that yeah. progress because it's, and it started with me in the garage. And like, I just like, sometimes when I just get out of their way, like, dude, I come into the shop on Thursdays and Fridays and look at our sample prints and I'm just like, damn, we're good. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun to feel that way because 
five or even like 10 to five years ago, like I was just beating up every print. I would look for something wrong with every print instead of looking yeah. for all the things. I mean, I, I get that, but like, to me, it's you spent X amount of years building this company and I get people are just like, you know, I'm done. I built it to this thing. My end, my end goal is to just sell it and then collect that money and be like, I'm going to yeah. do this other life thing. But it's like, yeah. why not this thing that you built that runs? Yeah. Why not just let it run? Like, no, and no. I guess, Andy, the question is for you, too. Like, how do you feel about that? Would you rather just be like, I'm done with it? Or would you rather just be like this is my baby that runs over here while I do my other passion now. What do you think? Uh, um, I think that um, on one hand, you're right. I mean, why sell a business that's profitable and that is running? It just doesn't make sense, right? I mean, that's Ill illogical, maybe. Um, I just feel like other... you, could, you could easily go do another career now. Like you could yeah. hire somebody to field emails and make sure the shop doesn't burn down. Yeah. I think you're 100 correct. I mean, that's that, and that's where we're at. I don't mean to cut them off. I don't mean to cut you, but that's. I mean, you're right. That before we shut it all down, why don't we give ourselves the opportunity to let to see if this baby could walk on its own? You know, like that's all. That's where we're at right now. And I just feel like I'm, you could take your money and time and do your new yeah. passion or whatever you want to do, but then you have that safety net of I'm collecting X amount of dollars from my business every fucking week. I mean, it just it takes a team. It takes a little village to make that place work. I mean, it's a small village at this point, but it's still. I mean, it's still a group of five people that have to agree on what we want to do that day. You know. Yeah. So um, I think a lot of it also too is just I, you know, letting or getting our customers used to talking to somebody else, being responded to from somebody else. Yeah. I have been in the mix as far as sales wise for several years now. So for me to pass that on to somebody else, which I want to, um, but it just takes time. It takes a little bit. Yeah. Of I'm not saying do it tomorrow. Like, oh, yeah. Hey, you know what? Like, here's the, like, see you. I'm saying no, like no, transition no. maybe over a year and get a hold of all your customers and be like, you know, I just want to go fucking be on a boat. What? Yeah, no, for sure. And so ask us about that in November of 2024 and we'll yeah. tell you what we decided. We've given ourselves a time. Yeah. A and our employees yeah. are completely aware of it. They know that, hey, November, and we, we won't, um, and so we have some ideas in the mix. Um, we're, we're probably going to rebrand. Uh, we just moved recently our, our home, but uh, the home has a spot for a, like a creative studio on the same property. Mm -hmm. um, so, so that's the goal. Like whether we keep this thing kind of on, on rails and just let it run itself, or we downsize all the way to a small manual shop in our studio space behind our home. Like that's, that either way is the goal. It's just whether we'll have access to a production facility that's being run by other people is our new goal. So, right. um, so that's what the, the, the journey on that we're on right now that, I mean, everybody's welcome to watch. Like we don't have the answer and I don't even know. Like I think at this point with the team we have in place, I think, we will go beyond year 20, but I think it would be super baller and gangster to just shut my shop down in November of 2024. Right. Um, or, 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 I don't know. I mean, it doesn't really matter right now. Like it, that's just, but I think post COVID that's the spirit we're in right now. Like, and we're also grew up a punk. Like we're not fucking posers, dude. Like we really don't give a shit. Like every time we, we accumulate money, uh, we go buy something cool or like, you know, we're bought a property we don't really need right now. We're going to move my parents into our home that's paid off and let's go do it all over again. So I think that that doing is easier than saying, maybe, because 
you know, you can say that I'm going to have a manager run this, but in our case, it's going to take several managers. And so there has to be an embroidery manager. There needs to be a shipping receiving manager. There needs to be a production manager. There needs to be an operations manager, customer service manager, design team manager. I mean, and so don't you already have that? We do. But what happens if one moves to Texas, you know, or what happens if one um, is pregnant or, you know, and decides to stay home and homeschool or what? And if one, if that happens once, cool, well, then you, you know, you promote and um, you, you know, you find somebody else out there to, to fill a role. But, you know, that takes time. And what happens if three, if all, you know, like all of a sudden three people leave at once. Right. But I'm saying you hire someone that does exactly what you do now. Like then that person would just hire a new person and whatever, like literally you're hiring a you. How big are y'all's teams right now on both y'all's shops? What's the, how many employees on y'all's shops? Don't know what you're asking. What are you at now? We're at 26. Wow. I'm at 10 and going to be at 12. So okay. I, I think that, and we're, so we're, we're both, we're all small businesses and, oh, you know, right. as, as a small business, yeah. HR is hard. And so you're right. I could find somebody that potentially does a lot of what I do and yeah. the, the person's out there, but you know, you have to, and maybe they're here, you know, maybe they're here now yeah. and they're, and they, oh. and they fill that role. But I think that, I think this, I think that there are some people that can be that can have a business or have multiple businesses and that's their thing. But there are other people that um, go all in when they do something. And so maybe it is that um, I think the answer to the question is, is that there's, there's different types of people. And I think there's types of people that can have a business and it can operate and and they can manage it and they can do it for one hour a month or whatever it's going to take. And I think there's other people that just say, Hey, this is what a thing I worked on for a while. And now I don't want to work on it anymore at all. And I want to move to this next thing so that I can really focus all in on that thing, you know? Yeah, and so yeah. I think that's, I think they're both okay. I think they're both, yeah, they're exactly. both, they both will work. I agree know? with that. I agree with that fully. I mean, it depends on the person, what you want to do. I just, my mm-hmm. personal question was, I don't know. I, I just feel like <laughs> to a degree, the shop runs itself. Like, yeah, I mean, I know for true. my shop, like I, it, it basically runs itself. Like I have key people in place, but I mean, I don't want to, I mean, it sounds shitty, but I feel like I could hire someone to do what I do, like go for bigger clients or marketing or whatever. It's not going to be the same vibe necessarily, but. Just two weeks ago for, or three weeks ago for at least two or three weeks, you were in at press, you were in overtime. In fact, you were there at night, you know, you were on press, you were making screens or doing that kind of stuff. Why? Because you had somebody gone. And so my point is, is that, yeah, you could hire in, but I mean, you're gonna have to hire in a, a pretty big bench. You know, yeah. to be there that say, hey, if so-and-so is gone, and no, <laughs> no. if, you know, these two people, if this key role person is, is gone, which they will be, even if, you know, yeah. they don't, I'm just like, saying quit, the person gonna be, obviously is going to have to be paid really, really well, because they're going to have the company yeah. on their shoulders. Yeah. That's where it goes to, right? So we, yeah, so it's, we're kind of in that, coming up to that situation because <laughs> we're a much smaller team than y'all are. We're only five with, even with us included right now. So, um, and Caitlin is going to be going on vacation next week. Yeah. So yeah. right there, that my main person is gone. That means I'm, I'm hundred percent have to be responsive to everybody that's coming through. Yeah. Even in the shop again, I probably have to be there just in case, you know, walk so to Dylan's point, the only way around that is to hire somebody to do what you're right. just getting ready to do. And so sure. you have to have the budget for that and a big budget for that. And so if yeah. you're, if you're okay with that, then, then yeah, sure. you would have somebody okay in place. It. 
Yeah. But we're also but also we're also okay with going in when she's out for a week and a half if she's keeping yeah. us oh, at yeah. home seventy five percent of the time the rest of the year. Exactly. Um, so that's mm-hmm. that's the balance I think. I think um, that's why it's important to be passionate about what you do. Like if we were just selling potatoes or steaks or whatever, then it wouldn't matter. Then it doesn't anybody mm-hmm. could do that. But really, the problem with printing is that most of us this is our baby. Uh, we've yeah. been there for most of us over 10 years and you don't just like let your kid go on with some, and that's why we won't sell it. Like we've been approached to be bought, yeah. but they want the name. They want, they want the social. And I'm like, I won't sell my name and I won't sell the social. Like yeah. that's, that's my diary of what I've built over the last 20 years. It's not, it's not, it's not a money thing. Like it's not for sale. And I think the reason why I bring it up that way is because I think I'm at a position in my personal life where yeah. I want to start, branching off or investing in other things other than screen printing. Like I, I've been thinking of other business, like I'm already doing like real estate stuff, Nice. but I kind of am like, what is this other thing I could do? I've always talked about doing the movie theater, which I still want to do hundred percent. I'm just waiting for like the, the spot to open up, but I'm yeah. like, what, what else can I do? What else can I get into? Because when COVID happened, especially I was like, this whole thing can go up overnight. Like, the shop basically could shut down and business money dries up basically for some reason, yeah. say something happens where, you know, t-shirts, let's all be honest, like our t-shirts and not, un, not necessary. Like no, maybe, people don't have to buy t-shirts. Right. Yeah. And the first thing that goes in with a company and that's why the whole, you know, our industry was slow as hell for the last few years because the first thing to go on everybody's budget is the t-shirts yeah the marketing budget when they don't need to spend money and it's like i want to have other irons in the fire when if that ever was to happen so that's why i said like the real estate thing's nice because people always need a place to live and whatever so i'm saying like if you're like all right i want to sell the screen printing thing screw it i'm done i'm gonna start a new business yeah what if that new business doesn't work out i know you're a great business person but businesses don't always work out even if you're great at it yeah, we my thing was like, if if this is running and making me money and I'm passionate, my new passion is bottling soda and I want to start yeah. a soda bottling company, yeah, I could go do out. that. But why not keep this going to have money for groceries and my mortgage? And and that's why I'm saying the passion of, of printing, that's where that comes in, because when you do get a call or you do get an email like, hey, Caitlin, and it, oh, that's the other thing, too, like. She was going out for a week and then she was like, well, I'm going to be in Colorado can, and then I'm supposed to be back next Tuesday, but can I just go in and get the rest of the week? And the answer at our shop is always yes. Like people, we don't ever ask, like if there's a family uh, thing going on, anything that has to do with family or friends visiting, it's, you know, those, those key moments where you pay hey, my friends in from New Orleans, like in San Antonio for the day, can I have like, yes, go like their t-shirts, you know? But yeah. I was, so I think it's a, it's a big, like, like, event of things that helps you position yourself that way. And I think we're all right. We're all correct. Like, you know, we, it's, and then our businesses are all very different. I mean, it's really cool to like be a team of five, a team of 12 and a team of 23. And I think we can all definitely learn each other from each other and balance each other out, you know? So but I would encourage you to do, yes, do the bottling of sodas or the, Making that is a real thing, by the way. I didn't just pull that out of my ass. Like I've been yeah. thinking about making, well, I'm doing the movie theater, but I've been really thinking about making like, at least starting with a root beer. Like I kind of want to make like a, like artisan, like soda company or something. But if you get a phone call that you're pre- like, you got a rush order, you're going to make a bunch of money. You're not going to be angry driving your shop. Correct. Right. No. But then do both. Yeah. And that's yeah. where we're at. We're like, we're, let's- oh, I'm definitely not going away from screen printing. Like I'm not putting that out there that like, 
Dylan's Good. thinking about hiring someone to replace himself. I'm yeah. just saying like in general, like if I ever get to that point, I don't know if I would necessarily just be like, I'm sold, gone, whatever I would. And that's a good shift. And I think that usually like, I feel like, man, I, man, I feel like, you know, uh, I got year 10 when we got to year 10. Um, I mean, I was one signature away from joining the San Antonio police force. Cause I was burned out. I was doing tons of contract work, low margins. And then she was, she was singing that song. Like, okay, I guess you want to be a cop or like, it was just pure exhaustion. We were just printing way too much for not enough money. And, and we were even small back then. So it wasn't the size of the team. I, I was working with my best friend at the time from high school. We were having a blast all day long and we we're skating after work and we we're going to have drinks with the team. And, you know, it was fun, but it was all the wrong work. It was, it was way too many hours for not enough money. So I think, I think we're just in that magic spot where we've done all the things and now we've realized what works for us, the size that we like. Um, and I wish, I really wish, uh, I guess, in year 10, I got on YouTube um, and I was like, I just don't use online stuff that much. But I got on YouTube and we found a shop in Florida called Real Thread. And man, those people inspired me to stay open. Like we drove to Florida that year to go to Disney. And they're like, I just wanted to, I drove by their shop just to hopefully catch some of that energy that I saw that they were putting in their YouTube videos. And at the time I was like on a mission. I was like, all right, well, if we're staying open, we're buying new equipment. Uh, that's when we brought in the sabers uh, from because I was a javelin guy since the late 90s. You know, I, I love flashbacks. I know how to use them well. Um, but then we brought in the stuff and I was like, and I want to be really good at water based printing. So I think you also have to challenge yourself too. like if you're just doing the same thing every day, then then cool. But I'm also done. Like, I don't want to learn. I mean, it's not that I don't want to learn new techniques. I just I want to try different things like you're saying. I don't I want yeah, you got re you got re-inspired. Yeah, exactly. So year 10, we brought in all the new equipment. We learned how to water-based print. We learned how to do foil. We did, you know, custom tagging, all the fun stuff that was new to San Antonio that nobody was doing when we first started, you know? So I think you just kind of reinvent yourself and push yourself with new things. So I think the new thing for us, it's not almost like, I also don't want it to come across like we're like, oh, let's shit on this and let's just get away and we're tired and we're bored. It's more like we're, we're, yeah. we're like, we. I think we're all like in the same like exactly. spectrum of thinking, but just different size shops. Like, yes, yeah, that makes so thing is making us good, good money and it could support. And, you know, even talking with other people in the industry, like I've heard of bigger companies, way bigger than ours that, that, that say that they are only open these days to employ people because they care about their employees too much. There was a time during COVID where we just didn't want to let our people go. Like I was, yeah. after an employee died, Ted, we we're, I mean, I, then again, I was out and then she kind of rose to the occasion and took it to a whole other level. And, um, so that's all, it's, there's all these silver linings. So I guess we're just, there's a lot of, there's a lot of ways to run a business. Of course. So 100%. The answer, the answer to the whole thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, let's right. dive into some over-unders. I have seven things here and you just let us know if you think they're overrated, underrated or properly rated. And the first one is stuffed peppers. Stuffed mm -hmm. peppers. Mm -hmm. Oh, I think they're, if you cook them right, they're, they're underrated. Like jalapeno poppers or something. Um, anything. So no, green like pepper, peppers, red pepper. Right? Yeah, bell peppers. Oh, no. I'm uh, overrated, I think. Bell peppers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, I prefer them by themselves. So I think they're overrated. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I love, I'm, I'm with you, Andy. I don't know. I'm guessing you're on team bell pepper. I'm on team stuffed bell peppers. Um, yeah. I, well, I love bell peppers, but we, we went to uh, Costco um of course you did. last weekend of course i did and i got they had six stuffed peppers and we wow. had them three nights in a row and nice. they're they're absolutely fabulous and so i highly oh, yeah. recommend them underrated mm -hmm. next yeah, i have oh no we're, 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 what were they stuck oh. with Cheese um it was meat? like a 
Um, Usually bowls. it's like so, a ground beef and cheese okay. and rice or something. And right? rice. Oh, right. Those three exact things right there. Yeah. Cheese, <laughs> beef, rice. <laughs> um, you put it in the oven for 50 minutes and it was glorious. It's basically, yeah, like a, a saucy burrito in a bell pepper. Exactly. It's a healthy burrito without minus. It's a low carb. Burrito. That's why you lost 14 pounds. You're eating low carb. Yeah, there you go. It's part of it. <laughs> nice. uh, number two, we have Procreate. I never use it. I think it's never used it. Um, Overrated? Because I think somebody tried to send me a Procreate file recently and they, yeah, they couldn't, I don't know. They totally give me a PNG. They must have saved it wrong. The reason why I would say it's probably on the cusp of properly rated is I like that it's a cool way, like a cheap and easy way for somebody to learn how to get into that kind of thing. Yeah. And then you can upgrade to like Photoshop or something. Because yeah. I remember back when I first started, it was just like cracked version after cracked version yeah. of Photoshop because I couldn't afford yeah. the whatever one disc. Now it's nice because you can just pay the monthly fee and have like the cloud-based yeah. Photoshop. But back been. then it was like, oh, I had like an $800 copy of Photoshop. Yeah, and it was like, there. you would just get a cracked version from somebody and put it in. So I think, okay. isn't Procreate? free or is relatively no, cheap or something i have it as underrated because i think that i mean our team uses it uh, daily and joanne loves I, it and so she gets on her ipad and she that's how she's creating the right women of screen printing you know design she also has photoshop but she's in procreate yeah. drawing it it's i think it's, it's great easier, quicker and more efficient than right you don't need all those mm. tools like photoshop well, what do we use like five percent mm. of what it, you know so that's it's true like, i think you need both well, I think it's underrated because I'll, I'll say oh. that I, I love giving it. I love that it gives us a starting point. I hate napkin scratches or just like <laughs> sketches or, or a phone call. Like they try to describe the unicorn design that's in their head. Like, dude, just mm. get on Procreate and send me something. At least we have a starting point. So I think it's underrated. Right. Okay. Got it. Uh, number three is Ready Whip. <laughs> overrated. Overrated. Ready Whip? Overrated. I can make, my, I can make way better. <laughs> but it's ready it's already ready <laughs> no, it's, but it doesn't it doesn't taste good I'm, I'm willing to wait for the real stuff <laughs> i don't like any of the whipped i don't like cool whip or even uh fucking what is it mm. out of the can ready whip basically daughter eats it out of her like she'll like just like, oh yeah yeah. There's a difference yeah. between that and whippets, though. I mean, what are we talking about? Oh, no, about? she's not doing the whippets. <laughs> <laughs> ready whip. Yeah, it's ready whip. She's always laughing. She's ready to do whippets, is what she is. Uh, no, no, no. Um, so at our household, there's always a can of ready whip available. And in, <laughs> it is the keto friendly, zero sugar added ready whip. And so it's just um, white air in a can. It's delicious. <laughs> Um, but you're probably right that um, it's it's easy if you have a if you happen to have cream around the house or half an app or whatever you yeah. use and you can just make it quickly then it's better of course but that's true um, I, I make a lot so I have a lot of that stuff around pretty yeah. often <laughs> next and this is from Joanne I asked her last night for an over under and she chose astrology oh way underrated I think underrated yeah we talking about like real science or are we talking about fucking holding the crystal <laughs> on your forehead? Um, real science, astrology, Dylan. <laughs> okay. Real science. Yes. So underrated. underrated. Oh, we're going to yeah. say, yeah, we'll Under just, we'll leave it at that. Underrated. 
Go ahead. Um, like our ancestors used to pay very close attention to what all that meant. And nowadays people just like, oh, they're just stars out there. Like, dude, people used to navigate oceans with stars. You know what I mean? Like, it's, they're kind of important. You might want to pay attention a little bit. You know? Yeah, I agree with that. I just yeah. don't want people to be like, well, my feelings are based on <laughs> this yeah. thing. It's like. I yeah, I think that. it got ruined along the way uh, to some degree by people overgeneralizing, you know, but I think that you're right. It's um, it's I think it's underrated, too. Next. Robots. Underrated, I think. Depends on the robot. Yeah, robots. I, don't know. I have mixed feelings about robots. Um, I guess underrated. Yeah, they're cool. I mean, we all have robots. Yeah. Doing something um, so some, some I, I should say um, specifically like robots, robots, you know, so yeah, we have software like human robots now. Humanoid robots? Yeah, doing tasks that, you know, people do. And so I think useful tasks. And so I think that there's a wave coming soon. I think oh, we're yeah. five years away from buying a robot for our house. Um, yeah. You know, like, you know, and you can buy a cash or you can buy it like a car and you say, hey, I'm going to make payments, but you're going to have robots doing shit for you. Realistic. Straight, straight eye robot coming. Yeah. 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 And I think, um, and whether, I think maybe first it, it, it happens in um, commercially, you know, and then yeah. it comes to, it comes, comes to our houses and we'll see. I saw a thing, happens, but, I saw a thing the other day, there was an article online. And again, this is like reading on the internet. So don't fucking quote me. But <laughs> it's like uh, within 10 years or 10 years from now, the, the expected life expectancy is a hundred to 120. Damn. Um, probably if you're, depends on what phases. age you are, though, you know. <clears throat> yeah. For kids born these days or like for us? <laughs> right. I, I don't know. I'm yeah. I'm guessing born these days Yeah, would be because they would have every advantage, basically, like all right. the medical advantages from being a child to a, an adult would be 100 to yeah. 120. Well, and I think I also think they'll live longer because they're learning or at least we're teaching like the main things I think that we try to impart to our kids stop stressing about stuff that doesn't matter because we spent too much of our life doing that you know and I think the, end, I, yeah, the reasoning sure behind it is they're gonna, they're just going to 3D print your body parts so <laughs> there you go it's probably for true. forever if you can just keep making it in your heart yeah, in your yeah. liver or something yeah mm-hmm. I was watching yeah. a uh, a show on Netflix and it was called it was about blue zones and so blue zones um, happened about maybe 40 or 50 years ago somebody documented where people were living the longest and they would put a blue dot where anyone lived to be a hundred and they're like, okay, well this oh, city has, that. Oh, you're watching it now. Yeah. It's like we'll four episodes. Watch we'll watch a episodes. I think I watched the, yeah, the first one about in Japan, wasn't it? The first yep, episode? Yep. Yeah. I, I thought it was really interesting cool. and they have, um, so when this person put a blue dot on the map on, of the world, all of a sudden he started putting a lot of blue dots in the same spot and it would turn into a, like a blob and they, they called yeah. it a zone. And so one of the zones, which I thought was really fascinating was Sardinia in Italy. And so he'll go and he'll say, okay, well, why do, why are people living here really long? Is it the, the diet or, you know, like, what is it exactly? And it happened to be there. It, it, it correlated to the steepness of the village. And so at all times, these people, whether they were going upstairs to their house or to the store, they and most a lot of people walked because there weren't um, as many roads. They would walk yeah. and they walked uphill and they also walked downhill and they just did that every single day over decades. Which yeah. so was that where that saying that, came from, where they walked to school uphill both ways? Yeah, probably. <laughs> <Basically>. <laughs> um, and so 
the exercise, you know, like it came down to one of the things was is actually there's like four things in each blue zone that he talked about and discusses, yeah. uh, which is really neat. Um, I highly recommend the the series because it's really interesting. And he tried to he tried to um, replicate blue zones and he just picked a random town and it was in Minnesota and he went there oh, wow. and he said, Hey, so, you know, I've learned these things and let's try them. And so they, they, they actually did. And, um, so wa- cool. watch the show. It was pretty neat. And so my point of telling that story is that if we all have robots doing our laundry and making our food and making our bed and doing all these things, vacuuming, then we're going to die way sooner <laughs> because yeah. Wally, the, it's Wally, dude. Yeah. Wally, yeah. Oh, that movie was so terrible. That was the most depressing movie I've ever seen in my life. Was Wally? That was a yeah. really bad movie. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So number six is downsizing. <laughs> oh shoot! Properly rated. It's underrated. I enjoyed it. You enjoyed it. Um, <laughs> Um, I think it's it could be on the realm of overrated for me because I I I do really enjoy the grind of it, um, and it was very hard for me to let go. And it's and then, um, but I'm glad on the I'm on the other side of it because it was just a. Um, so I, I wish I mean I honestly wish that I could. It was always my goal to run a big shop like Real Thread because they were the ones who inspired me. But I saw right away when we had ten people and two autos like dude you're just not cut out for this. If, and I just, but I just don't beat myself up for it anymore because it, mm-hmm. it doesn't take that. But I'm not, again, I'm not mad at the people who do that. I don't want it to be like, oh, this is the right way to run a shop. I'm just saying, listen to your gut. That's it, you know. Yep. Um, and just find balance, you know, with working out, with eating right. But then also, if we meet you guys one day somewhere, let's go eat tacos at two o'clock in the morning and, and drink lots of alcohol, you know. But but don't do that again on Monday and then Tuesday and then Thursday when you and your wife get an argument, you know. But then that's when shit goes sideways. I think, you know. So are we talking? You know, <clears throat> are we talking about downsizing like that movie with Matt Damon where they shrink you down to like a tiny little human, and then real <laughs> estate is you can buy a house for like four dollars. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so but it's overrated. It was hard. It was hard for me. She loved it, and she's always wanted to go that route. I think her favorite thing is we're down to three contractors. Where at one point we had like sixteen, and so now and then we just and we just been chopping them like left and right. Like it's been fun, you know. Um, but the last three that we're with, they appreciate us. They say thank you. They, you know, they give us proper turn time. They give us print ready artwork. But that was a big struggle because I used to do all of that for free five years ago for them because they were my friends or whatever. Now it's just like mm-hmm. my time's just not free anymore. I'm sorry. Like I just value. It's not that I don't. I. It's not that I'm devaluing our friendship. I just value my time and my health more than you say money. Yeah. You know? Your marriage. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. My marriage and my kids. You know, spending time with them. So right. it's been a lot of balance lately, but. Downsizing is overrated. If you can, if you can manage it and do what you're doing, and find that balance. Like uh, we sold a gas dryer one time. We bought a gas dryer that just wasn't the right fit for our shop. And I sold it to a guy in Georgia, and he's nowhere to be found on Instagram. He runs like 15 autos, um, and his business is 100% automated. And and this guy used to work for IBM, and he really inspired me too. He's one of the people who inspired me to, to keep going after year 10 or after year 14. I guess when we had our 13th anniversary or something like that. Um, but he like he just he travels the world and does whatever he wants. But his and he's contract only, which everybody hates on contractors. But they have to fill out a form. They basically input their order, upload artwork, and I'm like, dude, you run ten autos when you have like thirty employees. It's like, dude, I have like two order processors and the rest of the, this one person on press and one person catching on every machine. And it's it's just like there's never any rejects because they approve their own artwork. So he builds a system 
I don't have the brain power. I'm not an IBM guy. I don't even barely know how to use my phone, but you know, but it's out there and that exists. And that's basically where we're headed. It's like the man, let's automate just the best we can. It makes money. Let's keep it going. But it was hard. Anyway, long story overrated because it was very hard and it crushed me for a while. <laughs> Last one is, and also not least though, yoga. Ooh, that one's funny. I'm, I'm not oh. flexible. <laughs> yeah. I think it's I think it's it's been big for us past recent, past couple of years. Yeah. Yeah, underrated for sure. It's yoga's tough. It looks like soft and it's not. I'm gonna kick your ass. Yeah, I'm going. Um, I'm going at two o'clock. Um, I'm leaving here for the day, and going to my very first um, personal yoga session because we do shirts right down the street for a for a shop or for a fitness center. And um, she was in here and she knows I'm, I hurt my back and she's like, well, let me look, I've, I have like thousands of hours of training specifically for yeah. this. Um, it's on me come here for like a couple of weeks and see if we can get you anywhere. And I'm like, I'm terrified because like, I don't really, I do some minor exercising, but I don't certainly don't do yoga, but she knows yeah. specifically, you know, like what kind of moves I should be doing. And so I'm going to give it a shot. We'll see. Um, I'm excited for you. Yeah, I'm going with. I'm more excited because I want to hear the story afterwards about how awful it was. <laughs> right. I'd be pleasantly surprised. I'm sure it'll be good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Mike and Marissa, thanks guys. Uh, thanks for talking shop with us. Um, it's always fun. We appreciate you coming on. Yeah, it's good seeing you. Yeah, it's good seeing you. Thanks guys. for taking time out of your uh, your Wednesday and uh, your you know your working from home schedule. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it took a lot to get here. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's do a follow up like uh, next, uh, like when, right before our 20th, and we'll let you know what we're just You'll be on a boat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then we might have a shop for sale for real cheap if either yard is interesting. Okay. We'll, we'll list it for sale on here. <laughs> yeah, on yeah. Facebook. Mm -hmm. We're talking to you guys, man. It's a lot of fun. Bye, guys. Enjoy the rest Bye. of your day. <laughs>